Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice, episode 167. So I have a feeling that this is going to be a theme throughout this season, um, just because, you know, of what's going on in my mind as an artist um, and just as a human. But, you know, I've been talking about, you know, in the intros and throughout the episodes and in, you know, the writing that I'm doing separately about this bizarre phenomenon that I have started to like really see um, that arises from, you know, doing the interview six months before it's out, um, kind of re-listening and seeing how like time is stacking up in interesting ways. And, you know, I was already kind of starting to think about this and feel intrigued about it. And then um, the day that I was going to re-listen to this episode with Alex Heiner, um, I, I had another one of these things where I was, um, it was, I think I want to say, you know, the day after Christmas maybe. And I was just thinking about, you know, some of just thinking about the year kind of thinking about, you know, new year's resolutions and kind of just, you know, then and now and whatever, whatever. And I texted my grandma who I don't talk to very often because, you know, family estrangement issues and, um, and, you know, just trying to kind of, anyway, it doesn't matter. But I texted my grandma um, to just kind of let her know that I've been thinking about her, you know, in this kind of different way and have been meaning to tell her that, you know, I, I feel that she's, you know, an art artistic influence for me. Um, you know, she's such a gifted um, craftsperson in so many ways and was always really supportive of my, you know, little projects and whimsies when I was a little kid. Um, and, you know, I'd been kind of thinking about this and, and it just was kind of, you know, as they say in the South, like on my heart, um, to reach out to her. So I texted her and then later that night I was re-listening to this episode with Alex and heard my past self, like telling him this thing about my grandmother that I had like absolutely not remembered talking about. So anyway, I just kind of want to say that up front. It's just yet another one of those like little tidbits. And I, I imagine they may be happening, um, throughout, <laughs> throughout this season. And, you know, I hopefully I'll, uh, figure out what, what to do about this, um, interesting phenomenon. So, um, today's episode is with Alex Heiner, whose work I found, um, you'll hear us talk about it in the, in the, in the episode, but, um, I found his work in a Facebook group that I'm in. Um, and then as we were talking, I realized he has like an entire other medium. And the work that I first found was like, not even really his main medium, which is also just such an interesting, being an artist is so interesting. I have so many thoughts about it. Um, but I, I really appreciated the energy that Alex brought to the conversation. Um, I really loved talking with him and just increasingly, I'm so grateful for like every single person who, um, comes on the podcast and, and talks to me. Um, okay. I usually like to use the intro to kind of just let everybody know what's going on. Um, I don't think there's anything else to plug. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. Well, maybe I'll say I'm going to New Orleans tomorrow, um, which is a place that I've never been for the Jazz Education Network Conference. So maybe I'll have some, some uh, you know, brain lighty uppy things <laughs> to share um, when I'm back. As always, you can follow along um, at my website or on my mailing list if you want more, if you want to see kind of the other mediums, you know, outside of the podcast that I'm involved in. I think that's all. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Alex now. 
Alex Heiner is a writer, producer, and actor for film and television in Los Angeles. In his spare time, he has cultivated a passion for photography and digital art. You can find his work on Instagram at Alex Heiner and his website, alexheinerart.com. Okay, everybody, episode the second episode of season nine starts right here. Please enjoy. Great art almost feels like magic. It opens our minds to brand new ideas and teaches us to see ourselves and our world more clearly. Of course, behind all great art, there are artists. And I think that's where the real magic happens. As we go beneath the art itself to explore how artists do what they do, we see glimpses of the sorts of creativity and resilience that lead to the art that moves our world. And maybe we can learn to borrow some of that magic for our own thinking. That's the goal here. And now that we're on the same page, let's dive in. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. How are you? It's so great to meet you. So nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, you're welcome. Um, this is so cool. Yeah, What? Tell me, tell me just like what your day is like. Like just give me an idea of like the energy of the day. Um, I like to get up pretty early. That that was not always the case. I used to stay oh, yeah. up until the very, very, very early morning hours. Um, I, I try to get up super early. I try to get up at seven something and just yeah. like ease into things. Uh, sure. A little bit of music and and uh, mushroom coffee. I'm trying to Ooh. kick regular hey, coffee. I've been drinking mushroom matcha. See, there we are. It. Yeah, yeah. Does it feel better? <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Been, I've only been doing it for like a week. And I haven't been like, I mean, I think I've probably missed like two days. So, you know, it's a new yeah. thing for me. Yeah, it's a new thing. I'm not, I'm not crashing. I'm not feeling as as anxious yeah. during the day. Uh, oh, man. Though still Art stuff. I mean, I'm right there with you, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, so I make like, I make most of my income in a wedding band during this time of year. And so oh, cool. I've, it's wedding season. So it's, you know, it's, it's nuts. I feel like who even am I most days. So I'm, I'm there, I'm there with you. <laughs> where, where are you? Where, where in the world? I live in Utah. You're in Utah. Nice. Yeah. That's you're cool. In, you're in California, right? I'm in California. Yep. Cool. I'm in Los Angeles. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's get started. Do you have any questions before we begin? I've, you know, I've never done a podcast before. No one's asked me questions, but my <laughs> mom, uh, so. I'm really good at it. I'll take good care of you. <laughs> yeah, no, I love listening. I've listened to oh, some really? of, of, of our, yeah, it's great. So, I'm so glad. Uh, um, yeah. is your, can you hear okay? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, the sound is like a little bit like uh, garbly, but I think probably garbly. it's recording like clean sound on your end. Okay, cool. Great. Okay, let's dig in. Sorry, you said you didn't have no. any questions. I'm the one that has questions. Yeah, just, just, um, yeah, no formal questions. I, I did, uh, you know, I listened to uh, bits and pieces of Great. your podcast, but I didn't want to, I don't want to do a deep dive yet Great. because Great. I, I didn't want to be, I love you know, it. have other people's sounds in my head, you know? Totally. Well, I guess I should start by saying I found you because I am in this like, welcome to Night Vale group. Do you know about, the, you know about Night Vale? No, I know Welcome to Night Vale, the, the podcast. The podcast. So there's like, there's a group on Facebook that's like, let's all pretend like we live in Night Vale. And I like, I never post cool. in there, but I just like, I just like lurk. And yeah. uh, someone posted some of your work in there and was like, this is very Night Vale. And then I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and then I reached out oh, to you. Oh, that's so neat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's I know, like, it. Was it, can I guess which, which piece it was? It was one was of the, was it like, 
Oh, it was yes. one of the sky pieces? It was one of the sky pieces, yeah. Okay, because I have like a dark, creepy, like car at night thing, and I thought maybe that would fit. No, I think, that, I think the Night Vale people loved it because it's just like, uh, you know, the glow cloud lore. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and then oh, I was nice. like, I'm going to... I'm going to reach out to this guy because I, I like clicked on it and then I was looking at your work and I was like, this is amazing. So <laughs> thanks oh, for talking so nice. with me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. It's so cool. Well, I love that's to so start nice. by understanding the childhood creativity. So maybe we can start by just tell me like, what was the very first evidence when you were little that you were a creative child? What were you up to? Um, well, I, I have, I, I was spending a lot of, I, I could entertain myself. Uh, according to my my folks, I could entertain myself. That's great with nothing, um, which was really fun. But I I you know I had uh, I remember the first time that it like came online for me, or that I was interested in something. Please tell me different. I think it was like five, and my dad showed me uh, this movie called The Natural with Robert Redford. Oh, is that it's like a, the, a baseball movie? It's a baseball okay. movie. It's a baseball movie. I'm not even a big baseball fan. I don't even really like sports. I just love sports films, probably because of The Natural. But at the Fair end enough. of The Natural, there's this gorgeous climax where the, these these stadium lights are exploding and there's embers flying everywhere and this Randy Newman score is blaring. And Randy it's Newman. unbelievable. And I was five and I didn't know what the movie was about. Like I didn't get what I was watching, but that music and dance of light and image was so enthralling that I had my dad just like play it over and over and over oh. and over again. And I, I think everything I think about and do, I can feel is just like a line from that. Oh my um, gosh. So after that, I just got really into, uh, you're chasing that feeling visual yeah. chasing the feeling. And I got really into visual art and, um, my dad is a photographer. Okay. So his artwork was all over the walls. And I think I was just like, just soaking it up. I was just absorbing it. I love this answer. You know, so many people, because I ask, I I start nearly every episode this way. Like I ask people about their childhood creativity and so many people get stuck on like, well, I was in piano lessons at this age. And I'm like, I'm so taken with the idea. Like you said, like when it first came online, which is totally like how it feels to me too. It's not like, it's not like an action. It's like a, it's like a wavelength. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that's how it feels at least. And, totally. and when I find other like-minded people, I, I often ask some similar questions like, when, when were you on to when it? Did it? Yeah. When did it click on? And I love the mm-hmm. idea too, that it's like, it started with uh, consuming a media and kind of feeling like, like that, like seeing something that makes you get that like flash of whatever, and then just looking for it. Okay, I have a few more. I, want, I have a few more questions about like the context before we talk more about that. So, your dad um, is a professional photographer or a hobby photographer? Not a professional photographer. No, yeah, hobby photographer cool. since he was in maybe late high school, early college uh, for him. And he, and so it was always around. We had a dark room in our basement. Wow, um, which was really neat. And, and but I art, didn't get into still. Sorry, sorry, his art no, was hanging yeah. up, which is something that yeah. I want to like. You know, I think one thing I talk about in the podcast a lot is this idea that like when the adults in your life kind of honor art in that way, it's really valuable. So having the space in the home for the dark room, having like the photos hanging up. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. Yeah. They, you know, my mom is really into uh, poetry. She writes poetry. And it was just like that, that vibe was in the house, which was nice. 
Um, but I think my, my dad didn't put a camera in my hand when I was little. He didn't really either, you know, we're very close, but he didn't think to like show me the ins and outs of photography. If I wasn't showing an interest in it, right. you know, it just, but it was around, it was just on the walls yeah. and I would just stare at it. And some of them are, you know, like a little abstract and they're, and they're uh, on the darker side. And I, I, oh. I see a clean line from his work to mine as well. Wow. It's very apparent to me what, what my influence was. Um, oh, I love that. Do, where, do you have siblings? I do. I have an older brother. Okay, cool. And what um, about him? What, what, was, he, what was he up to? He, well, he's, it's, that's, what, I think something I find so interesting is uh, he is not outwardly artistic. Yeah. Uh, he's a lawyer. Um, cool. He was a great student, always. He's the sweetest guy in the world. Um, but he, he, he's artistic in, in other ways. It like bursts mm-hmm. out of him. Cause I, I do think that it's genetic and, and that you're, you're born with something. And yeah. I think there's something in Matthew that I see spills out. Like he's really, he's romantic. Oh, wow. And, I love it. And, and he's, and he's sweet and altruistic and thoughtful. And I think that is coming out of him from the same place. He just wasn't activated the same way I was, mm-hmm. or he just, you know, so, um, wow. uh, I love yeah, how you're talking about that. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, gosh, you're saying like all the things that I love, which is like, you know, I, I increasingly, and like, especially the longer that I do this podcast and the longer that I'm kind of, you know, figuring out my career as an artist, I just increasingly feel like, yeah, creativity and, and artistry, like, you know, we all have kind of like artful components and I love like watching people kind of, um, I love finding like instances of like artistry that are like outside of the arts in people. Absolutely. It's like, absolutely. I'm really into that as well. Um, that you, means, yeah. I love it. Do you want to say anything else about like this idea that like something about creativity or artistry is genetic? Like, what are your thoughts about that? I, I just, there's so many, obviously you, there's learned art. You can learn a craft and become yeah. extraordinarily knowledgeable and skilled, but there's then the, what, how you wield that tool yeah, and where that's coming from. And I think you can track that through, through family influence and whether it's like I was saying, having grown up, you know, being two years old and staring at the wall and just absorbing my father's artwork, you could say that's there, but um, I, I can, I can, trace it back further. My, my mom's father was, was artistic and there, there was that in him. And my, my dad's mom was artistic. There's just like a, there's a through line, not that it's terribly uncommon, but I think it's something that at least it feels in me that I was born with yeah. a, a, an inclination for art, a love for needing to express myself that way. No, um, but so- it had to be, I feel like triggered. It had to be activated. Mm, that's and interesting it's possible I could have grown a certain way and it, it wouldn't have been, and I right. wouldn't have found it because people find their outlet at any point in their life. They'll find, you it's know, true. be 30 something and be like, Oh, you know what? I'm, I think I'm going to start painting. They become a very gifted painter. And I think that was always inside. I've interviewed several people who have stories like that. And it's, it's some of oh, my cool. favorite stuff, like kind of like awakening the artist self, like as an adult, like a middle-aged adult, even. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about this kind of stuff a lot. And I think one of the reasons it perplexes me is like, my parents are not creative, um, 
they're not like open to creative thought. Like I grew up, I grew up Mormon. Um, and my parents are both like, you know, narcissistic people. My, my mom's dead now. And, uh, I don't talk to my dad. Um, oh, but man. yeah, yeah. But I think like for me, like the creativity was also there. Like, I think I feel the same way that you're describing how you felt as a child, which is just like, there was no denying it. Like it was just, it was activated in me as a little kid. And I also like, I just love the way you said, like, what did, did you say you were two and just staring at your dad's paintings on the wall? Like, did you, did I just make that up? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of memories of not, I, I wasn't, I don't think I was particularly inquisitive. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I have a five-year-old nephew. Tell me everything. And a, and a six-month-old nephew, but um, he's really inquisitive. He, he's asking what anything is, everything is, how does it work? I don't recall really doing that. I think I used to like to look at stuff and just look at what it looked like. I, I don't, I, 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 you know, we had, for instance, in one room, my, uh, growing up, you know, uh, like a mid eighties, late eighties smoke detector up mm. high up on the wall. Mm. And I had no interest in what it was. I was just like, well, that thing's there. And I just liked how it looked, yeah. but I didn't, I never asked what it did. That's or so why it was up there. I was just, and I just like, and I can, I can still snap to that memory where I didn't know what it was. And it becomes like an abstract. Thing. Right. It's like, I it's a little sculpture or something. Yeah. It's like a tiny little sculpture <laughs> yeah. on the wall. And, oh, uh, um, do you, do, I was going to ask, do you have siblings? I do. I'm the oldest of four. Um, and my siblings are all like, there's, there's quite a span. So my, actually my youngest sister is she, her birthday's today. She's 22 and I'm 35. Nice. So nice. nice. Yeah. nice so we're, span. we're, we, we grew up at the same, the same time. You and I. Yeah. You're how old are, how old are you? 36. Yeah. I, I, I feel like right when we started talking, I felt like, I bet we're like the same age. It <laughs> just like, yeah, right. yeah, feels yeah, like yeah. that. Uh-huh. Just feels yeah. like that. Yeah, I think I'm always like, I'm just, I, I'm, yeah, perplexed is a good word about like childhood creativity. Cause actually, this is something I've been thinking about a ton lately too. Cause my parents are just, like I said, I kind of stopped, I stopped in the middle of my, what I was going to say, but my parents are just closed minded people. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but weirdly, like I've been kind of having this thing lately where I've been thinking about like, the creativity that was there. And even though it's not like artistic in like the way that is my favorite way to think about art, which is inquisitive and which is like, you know, heartful and kind of just open and very curious. Um, you know, there is so much like crafting in my family. It's like this Mm. more Mormon heritage thing, I think like, you know, the, the kind of like, um, yeah, like the, these artisanal skills. Yeah. and I've kind of been thinking lately, like maybe it is there like genetically, but it just kind of like got a little warped. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm fascinated it, by however it. it. So how did that, what, what was the artisanal? Like, how did that come out? It was like daily stuff. Like you mean like way, in my family or in me? Yeah. In, in your family. family or well, like what you've been thinking about lately. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks for asking. That's really nice. Um, my grandmother crochets and she crochets like lace, like with the teeniest little yarn, like it's, fucking lace um and you know the bread making the like jam making um you know there's music skills there's like there's writing there's like event planning you know just like all of these all of these yeah like kind of folks folk art skills 
that recently I've kind of been, I I did an interview with a a woman who's a florist and um, a witch. And she said to me, she was like, well, you're a witch. And I was like, I couldn't possibly be a witch. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I don't know. Um, That's great. She's picking up on witchy energy. I think so. But it really had an effect on me. It was like a year ago. And I was like, I mean, the way she said it, I was like, well, something's happening. Um, and then I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, like my heritage is all this, like, you know, I don't know. It's just like, blah. And she was like, well, you just have to look a little harder. And so I've been thinking about that, but then it makes me wonder, like, it kind of begs the question, like, do we all, or do we all have it? You know, is it genetic for all of us? And just those of us who kind of, like you said, like it kind of comes online. Are we then finding those narratives? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I'm, I'm sure there's some people who, no matter what you throw at them, it's not gonna, maybe not gonna come out. But um, yeah, I, I, I do believe, like my, my grandmother um, had this stunning flower garden in her backyard when she was alive. It was, and I've, I, I remember when I was little, it was amazing. But you know, I was, I was little, I didn't fully appreciate it. And I saw a picture of her recently. It's unbelievable. It's gorgeous. It's so stunning. And it, it took art, right? you know, to, she had to plan it and plan what right. color flowers to put where and knowing they'd grow at this time. And um, I think it comes out of people. Uh, it does. It's uh, almost like oh. it can't help it. Yeah, it can't, it, it can't happen. And, and again, I look at my brother who Matthew is a, uh, uh, he was a lawyer in New York for a long time, but now he's an entertainment lawyer here in Los Angeles. Sweet. And he's always loved movies but he never ever, um, uh, grappled with them the same way that I do. I'm also uh, a screenwriter. Um, so he never grappled with them the same way. But now that he's out here, and he always liked them as a, as a viewer, he's demystifying how they're made. And now he's getting interested in just like, for fun, like writing. And That's amazing. he's just, it's, it's wrapping its tendrils around him, uh, which really? is really nice. Oh, I love it so much. You know, Mm -hmm. I've always this another thing. I just maybe I think I just have a feeling you're going to like this little anecdote. But I uh, I've always felt like pretty strongly about these art things. And I've I've in the past kind of occasionally felt embarrassed is not the right word, but maybe just kind of like, oh, well, this is my thing. It doesn't need to be everybody's thing, which I I still think is true. Um, But recently I've I've just been reading this incredible book called um, Your Brain on Art. And it's like a, it's like a neuroscience book about like, you know, the way in which, yeah, you got to write it down. It's fantastic. But it's like a neuroscience book about the way that like art, you know, has like a, of a physiological effect on our cells and kind of like on our, you know, well-being. And uh, I've just been, I've been feeling very justified lately and kind of like my, um, like the like the valuation of art and thinking like it is something that everybody needs it's like part of human health it's like part of our part of our health so um yeah I I feel even more empowered than I ever have to like push art onto people (laughs) oh no absolutely absolutely I think that's great um I I feel it remedy my me and and my anxiety and I, I get really wound up if I don't make something for a little while or a few days I get I get really tense and I feel so good if I just make an image yeah. and, and, and not even put it out in the world just make it for me yeah, and I just feel really good and I think that's why people like to kick back and watch a show watch a film and, or listen to music and that's what it's doing for people I get down on myself occasionally not very often but like you know 
I have a friend I grew up with who's um, a child psychiatrist. <laughs> he's oh. helping children in need. Amazing. And he's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. And I'm like, man, what a noble thing. And I'm like trying to write, you know, movies. And I just get, I get the wires crossed a little and I'm like, oh, is I... this good? Yes. Am I, it, because I love it so much. I know exactly like, what you mean. It, can I, can I derive so much enjoyment from this thing? And also is like, is this a good thing I'm doing? And I ultimately, I always come to that. Yes. Like, yeah. I want to entertain. And, that you know. spark that. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad you said that. Cause that's totally what I mean. Like by this, it's not, it's not embarrassed. It's like, there's just something a little like, is this as important as it feels to me. And right. increasingly, I just feel like it is. And those yeah. of us, I mean, obviously the world needs child psychologists and lawyers and teachers and, you know, all kinds of people, doctors. Um, but, you know, the world needs artists too. And I feel, yeah. I feel more and more unabashed about that yeah. as same, I age. Same, same. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Tell me more about like, I just want to know everything about your, what you remember about your child mind. Like, what did it feel like to kind of, you know, just be creative? What did it feel like to take things in? How did you kind of start to grow those things into like some early skill sets, just whatever comes to mind? Um, well, you know, again, the, the earliest thing is the natural and I still love it. I'm obsessed with it. I watch it all the time. I listen to the music all the time. That's again, great. everything is, it spills out from that. That's what it feels like. It's your muse. Um, yeah, it really is. I, I, I love it so much. Um, and then very early on, uh, I knew I wanted it, you know, pretty typical trajectory I think for someone who wants to get in to film filmmaking I thought I wanted to be an actor or a stand-up comedian first because okay. that's what I was seeing yeah. you know when I was really little uh, you know Jim Carrey yeah yeah was yeah. you know and Jim was Carrey everything. was everything yeah it was everything yeah. unbelievable <laughs> 1994 it was like oh um and so I thought well I want to do that I want to yeah. be on a living color. I want to be on SNL. I want to do stand up. And then it slowly by middle school, I got a camera in my hand, uh, a video camera. And I, I was like, Oh, I want to, I want to make stuff. I'll be in it. But now, Oh, I want to get more creative with the camera. I can't be in every shot. I need people. I need friends. So then I just, it slowly, it morphed into, uh, filmmaking, okay, um, amazing. and, and, and shooting and, and then teaching myself to edit. And you said you were like 10, how. you said you were like 10 when you kind of had that. Yeah. Like I, I, well, we moved from one house. We, we didn't move towns. We moved from one house to another when I was 10. And my dad was like, Hey, can you take this video camera and like shoot the house that the old house for, for memories. Oh, and I, nice. and a second I started doing it, I was like, Oh, I like this. I like moving a camera around. Oh, and, that's amazing. And that's where it, it further, Activated. What a touch. So I knew I wanted that's, to be, yeah. That's darling yeah. of your dad too. Like that's really, that's really sweet. Like to give you that kind of responsibility. That's like, that's great. It, it's almost like giving like a permission for like this certain kind of sentimentality or like tenderness and also trusting you with it. That's, that's lovely. Like, uh, yeah, of course great. that's a touchstone memory. So, yeah. but you were, so as a, as a younger kid, you were like, you were performing, you were like, mm -hmm. you were hamming it up for the fam. Hamming it up big time, doing a lot of Jim Carrey impressions. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I got into my neighbor, my, my friend, Brad, uh, his grandfather was my neighbor. And 
his grandfather used to run a movie theater, like a 10 cent, like a dime theater back in like the Where 50s. did you grow up? Wait, where did you Connecticut. Okay, okay. I grew up in Connecticut. And in his basement, he had a re- he had a projector and all these stacks of old reels. Get out of here. And Brad and I would go down there and he would play like Laurel and Hardy off of reels, uh, um, uh, Three Stooges and, and Chaplin and... And then I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, I have my camera. I'll go do that stuff. And it just, I was just mimicking and emulating anything and everything that I liked. Cool. Um, okay. So it was performance yeah. and like, oh, I, I have so many questions. So w- were you like, I know, okay. I know from the smoke detector anecdote that you were just visually aware. You were just like, mm-hmm. you were just noticing things. You were seeing the world in like a slightly different way. Were you also like, were you, were you listening to like voice acting? Like, were you thinking about sounds? Were you thinking about stories? Like, help me break down like the mediums, like into the, sure. into the micro. I was listening. I, I really responded to, um, well, that score to The Natural, the Randy Newman scores is, is powerful. I, I loved listening to that. I loved listening to Enya. Uh, my dad got, you know, it was pretty new at the time, like Ornico Flow. Yeah. And I would just be like, please, I called it Sail Away because I didn't know yeah. it was called Earth. Well, I was like, please play that, please, just over and over. And I still love anything that remotely sounds like that. I love that kind of instrumentation from other artists. I love um, film scores in general. I, I love uh, uh-huh. uh, deeply. And I find that I, I can, if I respond to something like, oh, because it, it, sounds like Enya what's Uh, the through line like so it will is the Enya is the Enya sounding stuff giving you that same going online feeling mm -hmm. okay yeah what it what is it like what's the through line like do you do you have a recipe for it I don't I don't (laughs) I've recognized that a lot of it is is uh uh fi like it's it's kind of like tribal there's a lot of like drum and flute and it's not overly sentimental um I don't find the music that I typically really love is 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 necessarily leading. It's kind of amorphous. It's for you Ambient. Yeah. to come up with what you want it to be. I find that the a lot of the scores I love, a lot of the music I love is 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 malleable. It can be applied to a lot of different contexts and a lot of different. Uh, I could I can imagine applying it to a lot of different scenes. And is um, that like this kind of malleability like? Is that an attractive quality in like your other mediums as well, or just like for music? I never thought of it that way, but I, I think so because I I have described certain pieces. A lot of people find uh, certain images I make um, uh, uh, sad. They say like, "Oh, this makes me feel sad." This mm-hmm. image, and I don't intend that. I, I mean to make something just you know with deep lush colors and just sort of mystical. And some people say, oh, this is so stunning. I love this. Oh, this is kind of making, I feel nostalgic and, and, and sad now. And right. I like that it splits the difference and I get different responses from different people. Yeah, um, I mean, with like the compositing, like that's certainly like a malleability. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that's the, I don't know. We'll definitely get into it more. Yeah, I've been thinking recently about like, you know, just we'll say like, oh, well, Alex is a photographer or like Emily is a singer or, you know, so-and-so, whatever. But increasingly, I feel like we are all just doing our like bespoke medium, which is like just whatever gets you on that wavelength. Like, I, I think yeah. we're all just chasing like something, like whatever that thing is, like whatever that cozy feeling is, whatever that 
motivating feeling is like just the thing that kind of gives you that like I I have a name for it I call it like I call it like dreamy like I'll just be like oh I'm 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 really getting dreamy today or like this is a dreamy oh, that's day that's nice that's a nice way to distill and yeah and, it, and uh, for me it can be that, like yeah. so motivating like if I feel that dreamy feeling it can be like oh I'm making spreadsheets I'm like planning this project or it can also just be like like that same feeling can like manifest itself in like I'm just gonna go sit I'm gonna go like just look at these flowers like it's just like you know, but nice. it's like the same feeling, which is, I think why I'm wondering if it's like, if you're looking for that same kind of feeling in like stories in music, or if, if there's kind of one thing and like the music helps in this way, like, I don't know, it's a weird question, maybe. Uh, no, no, it's not weird. Always looking for inspiration. I mean, I, you know, um, since middle school really, or junior high, it's, it's been, uh, uh, you know, my mind has been on filmmaking and storytelling and um, listening to music always just puts the images in my head. I see. So they go together really, really nicely. The um, music happens a little first. Is that right? Like it's almost like, mm -hmm. it's almost like a chronology process. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. So I'll find music I really love and put it on and then just images will, will come to me. And, um, and that's always what I was doing in junior high and through high school and into college. Um, and so I, I only wanted to step things out through that medium uh, growing up was at first I was expressing myself through acting. I did some theater, but then when I got the camera, I was like, I gotta just do this. I gotta just shoot things, edit them, put music down. And so all of my energy, all of my thoughts were, were flowing toward that. Um, oh, I see. but that wasn't, I found, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. I found that oh, wasn't please. sustainable. Sure. And because when I got out, when I got out to Los Angeles and I, and I started writing and I um, was, uh, uh, there's no immediate satisfaction from that, like screenwriting. And then you have meetings and you hope to get a film made. And yeah. it just, it's this ongoing process. And I was starting to get really wound up. Mm -hmm. And it's no wonder that six months after I moved here, I started getting into still photography and and art and and that and just like oh i need to be doing this i need to be getting out the feelings that i'm chasing uh regularly I totally get it yeah i have to you start gotta, stepping it out you gotta have a practice for it yeah. I, i'm the same way if i get if mm -hmm. i get like pent up with that art stuff like i get depressed i get really anxious at like it's yeah. not good <laughs> it's not good no. um, i get really me, wound up yeah tell me about the storytelling like where did that begin what kind of stories are you drawn to like how did you kind of find yourself as a storyteller? Well, I, they're all over the place. I, I love, I have an eclectic, you know, you know, movie, eclectic top five, you know, and I, I love directors that are uh, so eclectic. They're all over the place. And so I don't, there isn't, I, I, I you know, like, every, like anybody, I, I was emulating sure. uh, filmmakers growing up from, you know, I was doing a lot of like Chaplin bits, uh, and then like I liked how like M Night Shyamalan's you know Unbreakable looked. So there's like there's like two years where any short film I made looked like blue, and yeah. uh, uh, like I was I would color tint and bleach bypasses this, this pro yeah like yeah. Uh, they clearly emulating. So um, are you saying that like the storytelling is visual too? Yeah, cool. yeah. I think for. Yeah, actually, it's it's almost too visual forward. I, I it's think too that's visual amazing. forward. I I'm like 
I, I sometimes I struggle with because um, I think there's a math to it, which I'm not particularly good at, but I struggle with like, the structure of a story. Mm. And so I work well with other people, which which we'll I see. get to later. But I work, yeah. I collaborate well with others who have a different skill set on how to like. Yeah. Uh, so I is this like I mean I'm sure it's not always like this, but like it's it usually like maybe it starts with music, like the music gets like some images going and then are you like looking for a story that like suits those images is that like how you're doing it yeah basically <laughs> that's yeah rad- certainly, that's so certainly cool. when I was younger certainly when I was younger um and still today still today yeah absolutely I, I mean what do you to... make of that like that's I mean I think that's really I don't know I mean maybe unique is like I'm sure there are filmmakers who like follow a similar process but it's unique in the sense that like that's not how I think about stories you know yeah like it's like I, and I love that. the stories yeah. justifying the images that you want to make. Yeah, I think I I see that that there's a, a slight downside to it because I'm like, oh, now I have all these images. And I don't I don't know if the story makes any sense, but but I like it. I like that. That's there's yeah. no I can't do it any other way. Yeah. Um, I I was relieved years ago when I saw an interview with one of my favorite directors, uh, Peter Weir, who made uh, Dead Poet Society okay. and um, The Truman Show. Okay, cool. And he talks about music that way and he was like i like i put on a song and then i'll think about what the characters can be doing to that song and i was like oh that's phew great i can so funny because like i feel like i do it the opposite way like because i teach songwriting i teach song i like teach a songwriting class at the university um that's near me and uh and I'm a songwriter and I think about, I think about it the opposite. Like I teach my students, I have like a, a, a lecture that I do like each semester. It's like a unit um, where we, we talk about, um, tr- I call it like triggers, but like, it's usually visual, like think like finding, like, I want to write a song that feels like this movie or like, you know, I want to write something that kind of feels like this image. And I, I do it like the other way, which is just, that's, that's amazing. I, I love it. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it should, I guess, go either direction right it 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 should it raises you know, somebody so, you know, write a, raises, a beautiful song yeah based off a painting and vice versa yeah it raises so many questions for me like what are we doing like what is it that we're doing it's just like it's it's fascinating to me i me too just communicating with each other just screaming at each other through through different yes. mediums and just and i love i love that a painting with a certain that came from a certain place in an artist's heart can inspire someone to write a song that's coming from a different place. They don't have to be coming from the same. Oh yeah. Know, this is something I've been the same state so much lately. It's like a theory that I kind of am finding myself having about art that it's like, it's a translation medium between people, between individuals and between peoples probably too. But like, you know, art as a means of like, um, yeah, translating like art is the, is the, the middle point like where people can kind of understand things about each other. It, it feels like at least a theory, you know, something. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely feel that connectivity and just feeling plugged into it. And yeah. I need to nourish myself with other people's art. And, and, and especially because, you know, I love music so much because I can't play anything. Sure. I've tried. I can't sing. I, I don't understand. It's mystical to me. I can't, I cannot understand how it's put together, nor do I, I don't hear music in my head. I don't, I don't know where it comes from in someone's mind. And I, and I love that about music yeah. that it, it, I can't, you know, when I watch a movie, I'm 
running on two different right you're not planes breaking at the same time. you're not breaking the music down no i yeah, can't you're not I can only take it in yeah that's no. interesting i wonder if that's and like i appreciate the, that i wonder if that's like the key i wonder if it's like you need something kind of mystical and it can't really be if you understand it too well or something maybe <laughs> I'll have to I think I about that more I, yeah i'm i sometimes i'm i'm envious i wish i could uh get a feeling out in a song, but I, I just, it's not. I bet you could. I bet me. you just haven't met the right teacher, but, uh, but, but oh, maybe, maybe you don't, maybe you don't want to break that I'm down. I'm coming to your class. <laughs> I mean, coming, listen, your... I do have an online, I do, I did put my course online. So like you, you legit could take it. Okay. Um, oh, but also we could just, that down. we can also just be friends. <laughs> we can also Great. just talk Great. more. Yes. Let's get coffee and you can help me. <laughs> I love it. I mean, really like I started this podcast. So I, I was, I was teaching at Brigham Young University um, when I was still in the church and I, I was leaving the church and my mom died at like the same time. And like, just everything was like crashing down. I was like losing my footing in like my whole identity. And I was like, I need, I need to commune with like artists. Like, I think I just felt like this is something I need. So I, I started the podcast to like force artists to talk to me. So, like, That's so cool. That's amazing. That's really great. And, and now you've some done of how my many episodes now? like a hundred and set like over 150. I, I want to say this is, this will be like 170 something. That's amazing. Cra crazy. Yeah. It really yeah. is like I, and I've been, so it, at, at this point in the, in the process, I feel like I have like a genuine, like specialized knowledge from like doing this. So cool. Um, so cool. Yeah. It's rad. I like, I haven't figured out yet what I, what it's building to. Um, yeah but I'm really into it. But mostly I just love people, which was like the next thing I wanted to ask you, like, you know, if it, if it's all about kind of, it sounds like it's about people at some point, but like, is your, is, is it about people in your day-to-day -day life too? Like, are, are you obsessed with people? I, I am uh, in a way. Yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with, um, small exchanges. I mean, I'm obsessed with how people express themselves. Um, yeah. Tell minute me to minute, just like little the, the nuances and the minutiae of how people communicate. And though I'm sensitive to, I don't want to uh, judge anybody by those little things when you don't know someone well. But of course, it's the it's the 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 amalgam, uh, you know, the, the cumulative of those little things that make a, a personality. Yes. And mm -hmm. so I like zooming in on. Oh yeah, like, it's breadcrumbs. In, in, like you yeah, zoom I in on it. these little breadcrumbs and then you get out your like, you know, serial killer map with your red string yeah. and you're like, who oh, is yeah. this person? Yeah. Yep. Love yes. it. I yeah. love that very much. Um, love people watching. Um, I'm introverted, but I, I, I do need to get out and, and I like to socialize. And a lot of it is um, the little back and yeah. forth that, that light me up. I love uh, on it the too. good side and the bad side, the awkward side. I love. Oh man, I feel the same way. Like love. it's funny to hear you say that, but like, yeah, I, I sing in this wedding band. It's it's my main it's my main source of income, during, especially during this time of year. And uh, man, being it, I mean, being at like sixty weddings a year is really just. <sighs> It's really something. That's wild. That's yeah, it's wild. really something. Yeah, that's got to be good. It's research, you know. Really it's, good. And oh. I'm I'm an introvert too, so sometimes it's like very overwhelming, and sometimes I'm like I can't talk to anyone for like a day before and a day after. Mm -hmm. But it it is a remarkable thing to watch people, and people really they let they let their guard down at weddings, you know. They're open. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's open. awesome. Are, have you? Can I ask? Have you been? Uh, you've been to so many. Have you been at one? And you you. 
you've you think like this they're not la- they're not going to last. Oh yeah. Did you observe yeah, anything? Unfortunately, like, I do, and 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 it, you know, most of the time, like I get really, I think, because I have like family trauma, I get really. Um, like, you know, when there's like a father of the bride toast or like if the bride's like sister gives a toast, you know, that stuff yeah. can really tear me up. Like I'm always crying. Yeah. I'm like, I'm emceeing the toasts and I'm like trying, I'm like, I'm trying not to cry. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely sometimes the, the clients that we play for are often like a really high price point. They're like very wealthy people. They're doing, you know, a destination wedding in Jackson hole and they're from the Hamptons, you know, I don't know. And, uh, there's just pain sometimes, you know, like I sometimes think like these, these, these young people who are getting married, they just don't even, they don't even know themselves. They don't know each other. They're just part of this like social structure. That's just, yeah. It's like yeah. dy- dynastic or something. It's very strange. Yeah. Yep. But I do oh. see a lot of people that I just think like, you know, these people are in love and whether or not it lasts, it's like, you know, Esther Perel, she is like a, she's a, she, she's a psychologist, I think. Um, but she has like a Ted talk, but she, she says, I mean, she has several books and a famous Ted talk, but she says like, you know, most adults have three life partners, like an average of three life partners. And mm-hmm. sometimes those are all the same person, but it's like, Oh, interesting. Oh, you know, I haven't heard that. Yeah. That's nice. I really yeah. like it. So it's even like, you know, if they don't like last, it's like they're in love right now, which is just like, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh, and that of course, open to like, you know, people changing, and yeah. that, you know, and going on whatever journey they're supposed to, but, um, right from the get go. I mean, I, I know people who've gotten engaged and it's like, what are you doing? You're trying to Don't solve some generational trauma probably, or like yeah. some lack, like, yeah, I, 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 it's totally, I mean, and it, and that's creativity too. I think like, you know, people are just trying to solve themselves and, sure. you know, doing it with the kind of limited resources that they have. And yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, aren't we all doing versions of that? Like some of us, it's not a marriage, but we're all, we're all doing versions oh, yeah. of just like, let me try on this thing to see if it like helps. Absolutely. hundred percent. Which brings like- me to, I wanted to ask you if, the if the creativity was always kind of like a self self soothe like if you had anxiety as a child, yeah, I, yeah, uh, I didn't know it for a long time, yeah, and I, I wish I'd known sooner. But yeah, I was, uh, you know, I didn't love uh, school, but I like socializing. I like going to school, but I I hated class. Mm-hmm. Um, I got along with teachers, and I did fine, but I really didn't like it. I didn't like the structure of it. I didn't. Uh, I'm really uh, not very good at math and science can't hold it. And it made me feel bad. And, um, and I just felt uncomfortable in school always. Uh, but, but, but socially thrived fine. And, um, and I was wound up and I didn't know that I needed the art to, to, to step out how it was feeling. And I didn't know that. When did you figure it out? Yeah. Not that long ago, oh. <laughs> like 2014, I, I think. I mean, I was always making stuff, yeah. and it made me happy. But then, I didn't. I didn't know that you hadn't done the math because you're just together. not. You're not good at math. I'm bad at math, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't add it up. Um, but I, I didn't. Okay. I just didn't have the life experience. I just didn't have the the time to. Because then, in 2014, I got my first still camera. 
you're and like 26. Just, or, yeah, 26. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like week to week, I'm like, oh, I'm, I, this feels good. And then I wouldn't shoot for a week. And I'm like, I don't feel good. And then I'd shoot and be like, this feels good. And I had to like slowly collect your data. Out. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Wow. That's exactly. Great. Um, so, but I can, yeah, there's a lot of experiences when I was young. You know, my parents were, were, were great, but uh, uh, I don't remember the context exactly. I was like 11. <laughs> I like freaked out in the back of my mom's car and just like got out of the car, not when it was moving, and just like walked into like the woods. And my mom was like, what's going on? And was there for me and everything, but she was like, she must have been like, oh God, what is, what's happening? Yeah, it was just angsty and I just, I didn't know what I was feeling. And, uh, uh, and I feel that way today when I don't do any artwork, but that was like years of it pent up and I had to get out, I had to literally wow. get out of a car and walk away. Oh um, man, I really, I really get that. There's like, there's like the drama of what that like the drama of the artist like mm-hmm. I think about this now I, t- I talk about it with my husband he he has like some art he has some art mediums that he does but he's an engineer um he's like a, he's a very creative person but he's not like an artist in that way that I am it's like sometimes I'm yep. just like listen these feelings are big like I don't know <laughs> I don't know yeah and I'm like a very yeah. pra- I'm a very practical woman like I'm I'm like a good hustler. I'm very organized. Um, I do, you know, too many projects. Like I have my hands in more pies mm-hmm. than any person should probably. But like, man, those feelings are wild. You know, those feelings are just like, they go where Absolutely. they go. Absolutely. Yeah. They're big. Yeah. They're, they're so just doing, big. It's just a sail blowing yes. this way and the wind takes it that way. And you're like, all right, we're going over here today. But I think for me, it's just a process. I, I, I bet you feel the same way. It's just a process of like building my life in a way that I can do that, that I can just be mm-hmm. that like construct, constructing my life in a way that lets me like be that kind of like unfettered wild thing, yep. Um, yep. you know, in the suburbs of Utah, you know, just figure it out. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Out. I, I, yeah. I was very, I was very lucky. My, my folks were always very supportive of, of me being in the arts and, you know, they sent me to film camp, uh, when I was 14, um, where I met, you know, two of my best buddies in the world. And, uh, so without that, I don't, I don't, who knows how wound up I would have gotten. Uh, so I'm, I'm terribly thankful. Yeah. It's important stuff. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it is. And I think like, learning to recognize that in ourselves, learning to recognize it in, you know, our collective children, like the children. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm really, I'm, I'm into, I'm into it lately. So, um, okay. So you, you got, you, you started making little films when you're like 10 years old, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. How did you kind of build this skill? How did you decide like, you know, to become an artist? What did you go to school? Like, tell me, I mean, did you go to school? Tell me, tell me what happened in your teens Tell me yeah. what happened to your teens. <laughs> My teens? Uh, yeah, I just, I was, you know, like like a lot of other filmmakers, just the, in, in school, I was like the film guy. Mm. That was just my, sort of my identity. Your identity. Um, and. How was uh, it? But I, but I, say again. How was it? Like, what did, how were you received? Oh, I think, well, uh, I, I. I, I slotted in sort of right in the center. I was friends with a lot of different personalities. Um, as I am now, I, I was friends with, you know, jocks and, and other, uh, uh, non jock other artists yeah. and model and UN. I, yeah. I was, I was kind of 
all, all, all over the place and and had an eclectic friend group. Um, oh. And I think being known as like, oh, the film guy, we all had a shared interest, right? Because I liked uh, baseball movies. I liked White Man Can't Jump. I liked, you know, whatever, you know, my other friends were responding to and everyone just sort of got along fine. And, um, but I was always just making stuff and my friends were really gracious to, they wanted to be in things and, you know, be in little short films. And um, so that, that consumed a lot of my, my time was just, you know, school projects. I would, I would see if I could get, like, can I make a Above and film, beyond. Yeah. a documentary instead of write a paper. Um, and some that's teachers awesome. were super down and that's just, I was just constantly doing it and taught myself yeah. to edit and um, yeah, I love yeah, it. I was just doing it all the time. Do you have thoughts about like being a child who like wants to assign yourself work? Uh, well, do you mean like like in make, make, making stuff like that? Yes. I I, well, I didn't consider it work. I think that's right. I was yeah. just, it was playing. It was just yeah. play. It but was, you took it, it was... seriously, right? Like you were like, this has oh, to yeah. be right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Absolutely. No, we're saying the same thing. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. You know, I, well, I think so. I, the podcast is called Artifice um, because art is mysterious. And I think, you know, people get hung up on like, oh, 10,000 hours, like you've got to do your practice. You know, people get confused about what it's like. But mm -hmm. I think like the important thing to remember is like I was telling this to um, one of my I teach like singing lessons to. And I, I was just talking about this with a student yesterday. Like, you know, when you're following like the kind of artful path that like you're supposed to be on, which is maybe a little too, you know, whatever. But um, when you come up against something that's work, like a big project, like something that you're like, I got to learn this new thing. And maybe it's a little scary. If you get that kind of mixture of like fear and also like excitement, like it, you're probably doing the right thing. But I think, mm -hmm. I think like, it's it's a it's a fine distinction between that type of like work that's like how you feel about math and science, um, you know that kind of work that you're just like I just can't I just can't do it, and the kind of work mm -hmm. that's like I'm gonna teach myself Final Cut now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, I think if it's in the pursuit of this thing that just for whatever reason has to be done, yeah. like I must yes cut this thing together. I must learn so that I can look at what is in my head and you know it's the same I, I think as um an athlete and shooting free throws I'm going to shoot you know 600 free throws today so I'm better and I think it's it's the same determination and then when you start to see the results even though they're they're, they're slow and small and incremental and then you're just if you know it's just in the pursuit of uh this other Thing that bliss, that I, I just, yeah. yeah, yeah, in pursuit of that wavelength, that that little spark, that little thing, yep, that dreamy yep. thing. So and it never, did, it never felt like work. It was just, yeah. Like, I, I mean, really, it. it never feels like it never feels like work. Well, well, it never did growing up. Okay, um, but now, now the stakes are a little. Now it is work, and yeah. a little bit. I mean, that's why you know, I know you found me through the the visual art, through these these still images I made, and that doesn't feel like work and that's why i came to it and why i've given myself to it um the past almost 10 years geez um but writing the screenwriting that can feel like work uh sometimes um not when i'm deep in it when i'm writing i'm really in pages but 
that can start to feel like work. And of course I'm, and then I'm, I'm, I'm pitching shows and, and films and like doing all that unpleasant stuff uh, yes. here in Hollywood. That, yes, that, yes, that yes. stuff feels like work and, and it, that is not that fun. Yeah. Um, but the other stuff just never does. No, it never feels like work. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way that I like sort of hack it for myself is this, like I'm always doing so many different projects that if one starts to feel, if mm-hmm. one starts to kind of feel like hard to crack, I go work on another one until I find like a, a new angle, you know, for the, yeah, for the, that's for the hard one. That's nice. That That's good. Do you, do you find, I mean, you know, how, how, how many, how many do you record? Like how often do you record uh, have, an episode? I've, oh, like um, how often do you record? A- like 30 a year. Wow, so yeah, so like cool. most many weeks. Yeah. Like I wow, did one, I did one two days amazing. ago. I have two next week. So I'm, I'm, nice. I'm recording a lot this month, but um, yeah. Well, why, why do you ask? Well, that? cause that must feel like when, so when you complete one, that must feel like, does that feel like you've, you're, oh yeah. Well, it's even, I feel like it's, oh, totally. I appreciate you saying that because it it really does. I mean, yeah, it's so many things to me and it keeps evolving. It's almost like I've described this podcast as like a, it's almost like a a practice, you know, it's like a, it's almost like a spirituality practice or something. It's like, I'm going to talk to a perfect stranger. Usually. I mean, sometimes they interview people I already know a little bit, but usually I'm talking to a perfect stranger for two hours, you know, about like these kind of deep things. And it's, it's, it, it's an exercise. Like it it does so many things for me and I hope it does things for my guests too. Um, but you know, yeah, it will like, like I'll be, um, I'll be doing the podcast and the guest will say something that like, then later I tell it to my student later that day, or I'm talking about it in my college class, or I'm like, I'm thinking about it when I'm writing music. It's just like, it's very, all my projects are very porous. That's so great. And it as as a whole artifice seems like such a great resource for it, other artists. And I mean, I was going oh, through like you're it's I didn't think that's where you were gonna, I thought you were gonna neat. say it's a great resource for me, which it totally is, but I, I do I do have like I do think that it is useful. It's hard for me to know how to kind of explain that to people, but there is like such a wealth of something in like these conversations. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's it, it, uh, yeah, it's kind of my muse. Like, I think it's like a, that's so great. it's my like homemade kind of like wellspring of. That's, that's amazing. That's so cool. Stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't work unless people like agree to come do it. So, I mean, it's a collaboration always. Um, yeah. so how did you like, how did you get to Hollywood? Like what happened? Uh, well, I went to, I went to Syracuse university for filmmaking. Where is that? Um, it's in upstate New York. Okay. And I went there and, uh, I, which I was always going to do, you know, I knew it was going to be filmmaking, uh, for a long time. And, uh, then after school, after college, I moved to Brooklyn for a few mm-hmm. years for, for like a little over four years, yeah. um, just cause I wanted to live. I grew up so close to the city. I wanted to live there for some period of time. What was it knowing like? It was great. It was amazing. It, it, it was it was wonderful. Um, I I was working. Uh, work was really really hard. Um, I was working primarily as like a camera assistant. 
So I was working on independent films. I was working as a camera production assistant on some TV shows. Um, but the camera assistant work is grueling. And especially back then, the, the, the equipment is really heavy. Yeah. And I know you can't tell here, but I'm not a, not a big person. <laughs> I'm not, not, you can look at my arms here. I could, like, lifting heavy equipment, horrible, really horrible. And I'm also not, that wasn't always my, that wasn't exactly my, my passion. So I had to give camera assistant work 100% of my focus and bandwidth to do an okay job. So I had to give it everything. Um, but I, but I learned a lot. I was on set all the time. Um, and that was great. And I got to observe, uh, people directing and, and acting. And, um, so Brooklyn was, Brooklyn was wild. Uh, in that regard. And then I kind of hit a tipping, I was writing all the while and I hit a tipping point. My friend in Los Angeles who had moved to Los Angeles after school hit me up one day and was like, Hey, I'm, I'm changing my living situation. I'm moving. Are you sure? Like, you don't want to move out of here. I'm looking for a roommate. And I was like, no, oh, man, I'm like in a lease with my friends. Like, I can't break that. I have another like six months at least. And he's like, okay. And then later that day, that roommate, of mine came home and out of, out of the blue, he was like, my, he said to me, my girlfriend and I would like to live together. What do you think about maybe trying to break the lease? And I was like, I'm moving, I'm moving yeah. to LA. Uh, and I, I was gone in like five weeks. I just Holy packed shit. up and, and bounced. That's um, yeah. And it just felt right. It felt like his I was like, gotta go. And then I moved in with my buddy and we, um, we started writing and he was already kind of plugged in. He was like a receptionist at a, at a production company. And he, yeah. so we just started writing and then eventually we, we, um, sold this film and, and got a, got a film made, which was really cool. And, um, that was a couple of years ago that we, that that came out. Wow. So we've just been kind of working with that and making other stuff since. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have so many questions. I, I, one thing I was wondering is like, you had said before something about you use the word like mystical about music, I think. Do do you feel this kind of like mysticism theme? Like how how present is it for you? Pretty present. I mean, I think it was right, like Elizabeth Gilbert and like you've heard Big like Magic. Son, yeah. I'm Feldman Larry David and Big Magic, you know, like they and Tom Waits and like all these people have talked about floating ideas, concepts, art, and just looking for hosts. And They've all separately said that and, and for years. And um, I, I feel that in yeah. the universe and there's the zeitgeist and there's how, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I do feel there, there is that, uh, you know, ideas are looking for, for, yeah. for people, for hosts, however they're channeling through us. Um, so there, I, I do feel connected to some, yeah. some mystical uh artistic quality like, for sure do you have like um strategies for like kind of finding it or like how like I don't know you don't if you can't think of it I think if you ask me this question I might be like well I don't know but can you think of anything you want to say about like you know what role it plays like in your life or like you know how how it how it feels to you uh well Again, it, it feels like 
Well, I, I, I'm pretty open with, with people about, uh, well, how it feels from the inside out is, uh, anxiety and depression and all the stuff that I think without, I don't, I don't think I'd be making artwork. So I, I, I come, I've come to, whether I'm rationalizing or not, I've come to like that piece of me. Um, because I think that is me stepping out those feelings. I think, I think colorful, vibrant artwork is the depression. I think that, 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 and I, so when people, when half the audience says, oh, this makes me feel sad. And half the people are like, oh, this is nice and beautiful. I'm, I'm feeling both when I make the thing. So, um, Wait, tell me more. I, like, I feel like I'm like, I feel like I'm like about to understand what you're saying, but yeah. like, break it down again. The, the there's no other strategy except for me, except to just, just be myself. And often who I am is feeling, can feel down. And then I need to express myself through artwork and it just pours out that way. So who I can't know why I'm feeling quite the way that I'm feeling. I mean, oh, obviously there are external this. factors or things happening yeah. in my life or whatever, or I'm not working out enough or whatever it is. But also I think that's a genetic thing that I, that I have. And, and, uh, I've come to, uh, wrestle with it, with, with art, combat it with art or work together with it to make art. I don't know if I'm answering the no, question, no, right, I, but what, totally. what it feels to me is no, you're answering it perfectly. I, I love that. I think I, I think I totally agree. Like, I mean, I think I feel similarly, like there's this kind of restlessness that I've, t I've learned to listen to. Like I I've taught myself to kind of listen to it. And I don't, sometimes I have a pretty good idea how I'm going to, um, I think you, you keep using this term, like step it out. Like mm. I, right. Is that like, is that, am I understanding that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think sometimes like I have a pretty good idea, like I just need to do this. And sometimes I don't know. And I just like, am trying things until like that restlessness kind of, um, moves, you know, shifts a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like I, it's just, I'm just intuiting. I just have, I can only follow what my gut is telling me to yes. do what my, my second brain or whatever you want to call it, your, what my, my, my stomach is just saying, like, no, I, I'm totally to with right, you. To left, I, this, when, I, when I was talking to my student yesterday about this thing of like, kind of figuring out wh what to do, it's like, it's that it's like learning to trust your instincts. Even if you're like, mm -hmm. I couldn't explain it to someone, like I couldn't maybe, you know, do a pros and cons column and like, you know, uh, make a case for why this is what I need to do. But my gut kind of, is telling me it has something to do with this. And I also think like what you were talking about before about like the micro interactions with people, that's a huge one for me too. Like, I think I'm looking mm -hmm. for mystery in those moments as well. Like I, Absolutely. I, I try to go out into the world, like prepared for wonder, um, prepared yep. to find it, you know, in the freezer section of the grocery store or yeah. like wherever. Absolutely. I'm so appreciative of those moments. I'm like, oh, uh, just like stumbling upon something or if I hadn't gone and done this and done that, this wouldn't have happened. And just however the stars are aligning, you know, I, I'm, I'm so appreciative of, of, of how things can fall into place in seemingly a mystical way. It's easy to call it. You want to call it mystical when you're ha happy and you yeah. look back and you're like, it's mystical. And if you're not, you're like, well, it's chaos. Raw yeah. deal. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is this raw deal? Yes. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally understand. Uh, I, um, I had a really severe knee injury in December. Um, I tore, I, I went skiing for the first time in 12 years and I was like, I'm going to be a person who skis. And then I was like, I forgot I'm a spaz. Um, but I tore, I tore my ACL and my MCL and both, oh, no. both meniscus, both menisci in my left knee. So I was in physical therapy for like five months That's and, uh, and uh, I, loved it like I mean it really felt like it really felt no I mean it was a horrible it was like it was the fucking worst like I was I was on crutches for nine weeks um and then it took me like another you know several weeks to be able to like walk normally I was like scooting my house has stairs I was like scooting down the stairs on my ass for like months months um and you know walking around the college campus where i teach like on crutches like just with my backpack it was like it was horrible but the physical therapy like you know i i went to this place where it was like kind of a bullpen where like all the patients are sort of like out like you know all together like doing their exercises and it was such a gift to like just spend time with these people who are like totally different kinds of people than I usually interact with, but we're interacting in this like very intimate kind of way. Um, you know, we're spending like regular time together. Like we all have our appointments at the same time for months and months. And, you know, there's like younger people, elderly people, like just, I don't know. And then like the, the physical therapy technicians are all like, you know, in their early twenties, they're like doing an internship with their college program. And, I don't know. I just was like, that's pretty amazing. This is a wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty great. All these disparate personalities and minds just put together. Oh, I loved it. And I felt like every time I went, I was like, I've got to soak up as much as I can. Like trying to remember like everything about each of the people and like just ask, like asking great questions to everybody. And yeah, when I stopped going, it was like a a real grief. Like, I mean, I'm, I miss, I miss that like little, workshop for myself. Get down the slopes again. <laughs> jump, jump, jump no, down. never, never. Um, no, that sounds, that, that part sounds terrible. Do you, do you journal? I or like, were you? Don't, but you know, I kind of think this podcast is kind of like a journal. That's true. Yeah. That's good. You know what? I, I don't, I don't, I ask it, I asked it like I journal, but I don't. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't, but I, but I yeah. do like, I do like to keep history. So what I, what mm-hmm. I do, what I do do is so I record the episodes for the podcast about six months before the episode comes out. So I record a whole Mm -hmm. season and then like air the season. And it's like two halves of the year with like a month in between. So I basically record three episodes per month for 10 months out of the year. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sometimes like it gets a little, you know, someone cancels and like it changes, but that's always my intention. And then what I do is two weeks before an interview is going to come out, I list, I re-listen to it and I take notes. Um, and it, it is, it has become, it has evolved into such an interesting practice for me. I make kind of a ritual out of it. Like I usually will like, sometimes I'll like take a bath. Um, sometimes I get really high, you know, I listen, I yeah, listen. Yeah. And just, yeah. I, yeah. I like candles. Like, you know, I listen to it. I like, I, or, you know, I'll go, I'll listen while I'm like, I can't listen while I'm like walking or driving. Cause I need to be able to write stuff down. Um, but you know, I, I listen and I, and I take notes. Um, and then every month, so there's, I release three episodes a month and then I look, I look back at my notes for those three episodes from that month and write an essay on a common theme. Really? 
Yeah. That's so amazing. Oh, see, been, that's great. That's that's I've fantastic. Been, I've been doing it for years and it's uh it it is it's kind of like a journal. So I mean it's maybe like oh. It's Great. like a, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm listening to conversations that I had with people six months ago, which is weird. Like sometimes it's like, I don't remember talking about that with that person, but I've been wow. talking about it since. Like, I forget wow. that like, that's where it came from. Or something. That's the genesis of a, yeah. Thing. yeah. Wow. It's rad. It's really cool. And then like, you know, sometimes I'll interview like, um, you know, an elderly woman who's like a sculptor and then I'll interview like uh, someone who's like a, a drag queen and then I'll interview a chef and like finding a common theme in like those three interviews. Like, I don't know. Great. It's, so it's not that's exactly great. a journal, but it's something. I, that sounds like a journal. I mean, that that's really neat. I think that's really great because it's, Thank you. Uh, it, it, it seems like you you must be strengthening like your, your memory as well to go back and dive into those things. Even though you didn't remember having that conversation then you're, you, must it's definitely, that's fascinating. That's it's really definitely like a, a narrative construction kind of yeah and like I said before like I don't really know what it is yet like I don't know if I'm mm -hmm. like I don't know if I'm writing a book I don't know if I'm like just making music you know like it might just be because I've written two albums since I started this podcast mm -hmm. and or maybe the first one was like mo almost done I've, I've, I've written three albums, but the first one was like in college. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know yet what it is, but I, but I am paying attention. So there's that. That's great. That's really great. <laughs> what about right. you? Have you, you noticed, have okay. you noticed your output in, in other mediums is, yes. is more, it's more frequent than oh, yeah. since you've been doing this. And yeah, that's, that's cool. Well, what, it, what has happened is I start feeling like everything's art. Yeah. Like I, I'm very like, I don't know what, I don't know what isn't art anymore. Yeah. That's uh -huh. what it feels like to me. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Do, do you feel fully, like that? fully consumed? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. How did you get? I, I how did every, you get there? I think just uh, in you know in in liking again the the minutia of any exchange and the 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 nuance of any social interaction. Um, yeah. Seeing little objects as scriptures. I, yeah. And I want to, yeah, exactly. So that I can take, you know, yeah, an image and make it abstract or an interaction and mine it for um, comedy or, or or drama or tension or whatever, and want to put that on screen. Um, Do you and, get inspiration or, or make... for stories like that too, like from interactions oh, yeah. with people? Absolutely, my my good friend. Uh, Samir, he and I, he been he and I've been friends since I moved here. I met him when I got to Los Angeles. He's a great writer. He's he's, he's a terrific television writer, cool. and he he and I have we have this passion project, this this thing that's gone through many iterations, and it's a show that we've pitched around town, and we've been in what they call development hell. Uh, it's a real thing. I've been there um, with a number of different companies, um, but the show, without really getting into what it's about, uh, it. But, you know, at its core, it's a celebration of, of art and it's about minutiae and, and it, weird interactions between people and artists. And um, it's about a lot more, but, it, but at, it, at, its, at its core, that, that is what we're... Can you tell me more, like without giving it away, like tell me about like, like what in the minutia are you interested in? Like, how are you kind of thinking about like, like, how are you thinking about it? How are you paying attention to it? How are you parsing it? 
mainly, I think it mainly steps out just how silly people are and in, in, in a good way, in a bad way, yeah. you know, just it's how com- it's comedy. Just, it's mostly comedy. It's comedy. Okay, cool. It's, uh, it is, but it's, it's, it's not broad. It's not overt, but, but I think just cumulatively it's, oh, this is, it's, it's, it's satirical. It's, it's whimsical. Yeah. It's, if it, there's like a whimsy to it, but it's also, we're leaning into drama and romance, which also makes us laugh, but Amazing. it should be honest. That's, that stuff should be honest. Um, oh, I can't wait just to makes see us, it. <laughs> I can't wait to, yeah, I hope I like I, a need for that to happen. Oh boy, I'll be shouting about it if we, <laughs> if we make it. Um, yeah. But it, it cracks, it just cracks us up. It's just the stuff, it, it's just born from such a, uh, uh, you know, a commonplace where like it, he, he's my buddy. We go out, we're at a bar, we're at a party, and we're just giggling to each other. I'm making fun of people, but just giggling about all oh. the little interactions we're having. And again, oh, it's never, never, no, no one's really at the butt of any. Any, I want to be in that. I'm like, I'm so there with you. Like I, yeah. like I, I need to be like your third wheel with you and Samir. Cause that's like, yeah, you, that's... you, you, you a ton of content. You're a well of, of, of content, all these, all these artists. Well, I'm the same way too, though. I'm just like, I'm delighted by the odd, like the oddness of people. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, it's everything. It's nothing. It's profound. It's ridiculous. Like people yeah. are just, people are like, so fascinating like so just fascinating. I love it. and ridiculous and I totally hear you it's like you're you're delighted like it's not making fun of anybody but it's just like did you hear that <laughs> like right like we are that? not yeah or like yeah. we are miscommunicating and there's yeah. a lot of fun and drama and comedy and in, in that and just people are on different wavelengths different frequencies and they just yeah. do you and Samir, is... like do you like text each other or like call each other with like experiences you've had are you like this happened to me at the bodega that's new york Constantly. this happened to me about. yeah <laughs> i love that's it i that's love all it talking about. you have like yeah, favorites about. like and then one day we were like let's just let's it, this has to come out of us in a different way so we we put the, we're putting this thing together are there um, like specific types of things that you especially love like are there any kind of themes or like through lines of things that give you that kind of delighted feeling um not necessarily with that that specific, but what we both love and gravitate toward uh, are, um, you, you know, uh, smaller stories like romance, um, uh, uh, you know, passion, um, lost love, uh, um, uh, jealousy, romance. I and I love I love those stories and films, and yeah. so we're trying to marry the two. There's just sort of like this soap opera quality to some of the stories we want to tell. But what people are focusing on are these inane, nothing weird little interactions that we always have that that I, th- I think everybody has with everybody in their life. Really. Yes. From the cashier at a store to, a, you know, somebody they're meeting for the first time at a party in the exchange. And they're like, why did that person say that? Do they think I'm talking about this? And then they, it's never settled. It's just like, you know, a lot of what, uh, you know, pillow talk that you might have with your partner after you get back yeah. from a party and you're like, did you notice that guy said this thing? What's he, what was he on about? And yeah. I'm like, I don't, you know, just unpacking those little things. Oh, um, yeah. Is endlessly I want to talk about everything. I want to, I want to double and triple process. Like, oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. Yeah. never, ever stop processing. <laughs> I never want to stop. And I've known people who don't want to talk about those things. Oh, my husband is kind of like that. It's an issue. <laughs> yeah. 
you just gotta, I, I just, I can't need to, you know, and again, it's not, it's not like, it's not necessarily uh, uh, mocking because I know people are saying the same about me. It's like, well, what does Alex well, it's fascinating. talk about? It's fascinating. You know, and, and I, yeah. I love it. I love it. So how, um, wait, how yeah. do you relate? Like, I mean, I, I don't know if you can tell me, maybe you can tell me like abstractly, but like how does kind of this like romance and these like themes, like these bigger like themes of like human passions, like how does that, how, how do you make the connection even just in your own mind? Uh, well, well, in that, in that thing we're working on, it, it, it stepped out through, um, we, we've called it in like, pitches and stuff we called it like Seinfeldian minutia so they're these just like romantic stories really just a, a, a story about you know people in the relationships and and you know the so strange setting but the the character yeah, the just, characters are ongoing but then mm-hmm. or, okay cool yeah Do characters are that? ongoing and they just they just they have they're basically they they have I, I, won't, I won't necessarily explain why but they they just have all the time in the world to just consider petty things okay okay and i love it. that's and so they just do they just obsess over they have nothing else to worry about and so they just worry about nonsense brilliant uh, and that fuels and, and gets in the way of their relationships their romantic relationships their platonic relationships and it just snowballs from a, a tiny little misunderstanding or a petty little thing and it'll just it blossoms into yeah. So uh, we have talked about your interest in our shared interest in minutia. What is, what is your interest in these other like bigger themes? Like what do those themes mean to you? Like, are you, are you like wrestling with some questions like about these kind of bigger, like jealousy romance? Like, are you thinking, are you thinking about that stuff? Yeah, I, I think so because I'm, I'm not, you know, though I care deeply about a lot of issues, but I, I, I'm not particularly politically savvy, <laughs> politically minded. Um, I uh, uh, and I'm I don't have a mind for science, and so I just I gravitate toward just the human condition and philosophy and just what we all feel, yeah. which is love and 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 romance and the, the desire to be loved and um, experience. You know, we all experience. Jealousy and and resentment and just all those human things, um, and I I really love in in film I really love uh, stories that revolve around those those yeah. those smaller I, I say smaller stories because I'm not you know we got superheroes up here right, you know right. and, and but I but I like I really like the smaller stuff which cool. to us in our waking lives feels as big as it gets often yeah. so I like. I like those stories very much. I'm a huge fan of like Fatal Attraction. I think is spectacular. Yeah. It's a wonderful movie. It's just an affair and not a good idea. And, <laughs> and, it, some... and it unfurls horribly. Yeah, like these like thrilling, these thrilling things. Am, am I getting am I getting that right? Mm-hmm. It's like these, yeah, these these little bigs. Yeah. Like little bigs. Yeah, yeah that's a great yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I love, you know, without uh yeah, I love I love those stories. And if and if I can find a way into those um, in a way that I haven't seen done quite yeah. or just that, that to me is always the most interesting thing on screen. Are you um, doing it because you're like, I mean, this is a little leading, but are you doing it because like you are, are thinking about these topics as like a 36 year old human? Like, is it, is it, do you feel like it's like something that you are thinking about 
independent of art? Yeah, well, I... I as I much as anything is independent of art, which it's not. <laughs> which, yeah, everything is art. Um, yeah. I, I just know that I... I, you know, I had a, I had crushes at a very, very early age and I was, and, and then I was of course watching movies at a very early age. And, um, though I'm thankful for it, my parents didn't necessarily monitor what I was watching. Sure. So I was watching, you know, ad more adult, yeah, you know, themes. films and stuff, yeah. themes, like, you know, the movies that are rated R for thematic elements. Sure. And I was a kid, I was like, what's that? It's not yeah. anything, but yeah. it is, it's everything. And oh, so I was God. watching like, you know, certain things I was gotten. So I, I just been wrapped up in that stuff. And I, I, again, I've had crushes and just like felt passionately for people as, and it's another way of stepping art out. Right. And stepping yes. out, well, like I'm, I said, my brother's romantic. Right. And that's how a lot of the art comes out of him. Say that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I've been just, you know, uh, interested in, in relationships and, yeah. you know, Oh my gosh. My, my I, I think I'm right there with you. I think this is why I'm asking so much. Cause like, I also feel like the muse is knocking on like my door with similar mm -hmm. types of things. Um, gosh. Yeah. I mean my, the album, so the album that I was kind of finishing up right when I started this podcast, which I, I think it is more like that, that album's called masks, which is kind of why I initially named the podcast artifice because I was mm -hmm. thinking about all the ways that we're mysterious and all the ways that we're layered and the ways that we use masks to like be more ourselves. We use masks to hide from things. You know, I don't know. I'm just interested in like the kind of mystery of people and the way that we like um, choose to communicate our identities or hide our identities from each other for different reasons, good, bad. Like, you know, you can find, you can find, um, like an example for anything, like, you know, one kind of, when I was talking about that album a lot, one example that I liked to use is like, you know, like I mentioned this already, but like for a drag queen, like that, you know, you could say that this is a mask, but it, but it's a deeper truth. Like it allows, you know, this person to like share with you, like a very specific, very, very true part of themselves that you can't see if they're not in drag. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe, you know, I mean, maybe you could learn to see it, but I, I don't know. Sure. Um, but, and then my, my most recent album that I just uh, released right before I ruined my knee and then stopped talking about the album. Cause I was like, just, I have other things to focus on. Um, but it's, it's a, it's called the hallowed wide. And it's like a, it's kind of a metaphor. Like it's a, it's a fantasy album kind of. Um, but it's all about like, you know, the hallowed wide is this kind of metaphor of like the unknowable but sacred space between humans. Um, and like, I also am like obsessed with relationships. Like, what do they mean? Like, what are we to each other? And I've been thinking so much lately about like the kind of social, um, not constructs exactly, but like the social scripts that we're in and like the ways in which we feel the need to like compartmentalize each other and say like well this person's my friend this person's more than a friend this person's family um you know like we we just get so like definitive about these mm -hmm. things in a way that gives me that like stuck feeling like the mm -hmm. older that I get the more that I'm just like but it's not enough like I just <laughs> you know and I think I'm wondering if like you're feeling like that uh, I, I, I am, I, I don't know if I'm feeling that I recognize that and I acknowledge it. And I, I, um, yeah, I mean, yes, clearly, evidently by the thing that my buddy and I are writing, all of that stepped out. Um, but 
I do also find great comfort in uh, certainly not like definitively labeling anybody, but um, just, you know, the, the relationship that I'm in, like my girlfriend and I, just like the, the immense uh, uh, warmth and, and comfort and, and even mysticism behind that, just like how she came into my life and how we know it and just like how, how wonderfully locked in that is. But, but I would say up to this point, I was searching for it, which I is never, you know, they said they, I, I was looking for a partner and trying to fill some sort of sure. void and, and that never works out. Oh, and then, and then how lovely this thing sort of like fell on top of me and that's beautiful. Fit, fit so wonderfully. Yeah. Um, but yes, I do. I do also feel uh, that like just, you know, system pressures to, slot into for uh, me it's like I just love people so much that I just I want more like I just I yeah. want more from like all of the relationships or like I don't know I think I probably also am trying to fill a void which is like parent shaped you know like yeah uh, and just looking for like you know I don't know like if you don't have parents or like you know I feel like I don't have parents my, my mom's dead and my I'm no I'm estranged from my dad I haven't talked to him in three yeah. years and just thinking, like, what does a person who doesn't have parents, like, do in the world? Like, what are my yeah. options? Like, how can I, because, you know, you can't, you can't force someone to be your partner. You can't force someone to be your parent. You can't force, like, any of these. But we need, we need those types of relationships. Like, they're archetypal for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, and trying to kind of think, like, are there ways to get, like, just little doses of mom from, like, 30 different people? You know, yeah. I don't know, something like that yeah, is also no, I mean, like, yeah, it's like this micro macro thing, which maybe is like also kind of another, like, it sounds like it's similar to what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I think so. And, and, and um, yeah, all those ideas are, are hopefully stepped out in this. Yeah. In this well, I can't wait. Story. I mean, I, I really, I really hope this gets made soon. Thanks. Thanks. Do, I hope so. Good do you Lord. want to talk more about the compositing and like how you started doing that and sort of sure. what themes you're drawn to? Yeah. Well, that again, that was stepped out. Yeah, I gotta stop saying stepped out. It's fine. Um, that that uh, that came in like 20, 2014 when when writing was kind of you know uh, not satisfying enough. I was writing screenwriting and found the camera and, and found great relief. In, in expressing myself through taking photos and then getting into Photoshop and um, that. And then I was just, I was just doing that for myself only and just posting things on Instagram um, for like just, a, you know, family and friends, just like a, a, a handful of, you know, people I know. And uh, that's it. I, was, I wasn't thinking about it much beyond that. It was just like, I'm just going to make stuff that I like to see and and they all i started everything there's like a the common theme i think there, there is a sense of whimsy i feel like to to everything um that's why the night jail people are into it nice i gotta get yeah. in this night jail group um <laughs> I think it's, I think the group is called like a group where we all pretend to live in night vale. like i think that's what it's called you guys are role-playing night vale. That's yeah, I, I don't I don't listen like enough to like I, I get this. Sometimes I get like a I don't want to be a fan like I it's probably like some childhood thing. But like 
as soon as there's like a competitiveness of like, who's a bigger fan, I'm like, I'm out. Like I, I yeah. just can't, I can't do it. Yeah. And so I'm worried that like, I don't know the Night Vale rules well enough to like participate the way that these yep. people participate, yep. but I like lurking around. I'm it's- going to be a Night Vale lurker for sure. Okay, great. I'll see I, you I, I would, I would, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will not, I will not get involved. I don't like, for instance, I don't like, we just, my buddy just had a game night. That's not for me. Yeah, I, no. I went because it was his yeah. birthday, and I liked yeah. him. <laughs> Didn't play. Yeah, uh, I, and I not I wasn't like a Scrooge about it. I'm not like yeah. a sour a sourpuss like in the corner. No, I totally get it. Not gonna do it. Yeah. I, it's too many. It's too too organized. Overstimulating. Organized yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm the same way. Have, yes, you know. Yeah, it's all about talking. It's talking. It's chatting. Yeah, I talk. I just want to chat. That's all I want to do. Me too. Um, chatting all day. Yeah. That's it. I, I, you know, uh, um, yeah, I got, I got, you know, the, I was just making stuff for myself and I thought that it just, what I like about people responding to some of my artwork, like this one, that 20s guys image, it's called, uh, 20s guys. It, it went viral online and that's been so cool that people have responded to it and, and amassed like a small following and, and, what I like about it is that it was just so pure and all it was, was for, for me. And it was just stuff that I like and that other people responding to it just makes me feel seen and heard and understood. And I'm just expressing myself and other people like it. And that just makes me really, really happy. Yeah. What is that that like? Oddly making stuff, there've been, there've been after that image went viral, there was like a, I felt a little bit of pressure to like, oh, what do I do now? And I've experienced it's like on a couple pieces, feeling like I'm bending away from what I want to do toward what I think other people might want. Um, and I found quickly like that doesn't, I'm not, I don't think that works for me. Um, the audience and has also to come last. In, yeah, absolutely. And there's been a couple scenarios where somebody has sort of either softly like commissioned me to make something from the ground up and you know what that doesn't work either <laughs> i can't i can't it just has to i have to find it and wrestle with it and i don't think i'm necessarily like technically gifted enough to erect something from the ground up the way that somebody else sees it i have That's to find really my way through it yeah and like so what that. i like about that whole all all of that uh, uh the, the still images and the, the artwork i'm making is i try to just keep it as much for me as possible, or, or I like to have sort of an outlet in mind when I'm writing or making something. I'm like, what would my dad like? And and we're kind of in line with what we'd like, or what would my mom like to look at? And you know, that's that's kind of really all I'm I'm thinking about is a light a light filter, just a just a, yeah. a thin filter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love exactly. that, and and it feels nice, and I I, I want to keep it that way yeah um it just feels like a like a nice clean pure outlet it's beautiful uh, to make stuff and i really love that people respond to it and like it and um you know i've been selling prints which has been really neat and i love knowing where they all are around the world um and they're shipping out to wherever and i just it's so i just love it i love the idea that somebody wakes up in the morning and they see that piece Sometimes that people send me a picture of it hanging um, in their home. And I'm just, it's like, that's the coolest. 
It's so it neat. I just, I just love that, it. That connection is really powerful. I, I feel that too. Like I, I, for me, it's maybe like, I think about my students, like all the, cause I've been teaching for 12 years. And when oh, I, wow, think, wow. when I think about my students being like in the world, you know, like there is something that's like, there's just a little bit of me like around. It's amazing. Yeah. It's cool. It's amazing. It's so yeah. amazing. And you know that they're out there thinking about you, you made an impression they're contemplating you and in their, in their day to day. And it's so neat. I love it. It, it makes the, it makes the world really small in a, in a, in yeah. a really incredible way. And I believe yeah. that. I mean, like we, as a species, like as a primate, like it's just, it's just kind of a special thing that we have, yeah. like, and it's easy to forget. It's easy to feel like really divided, but uh, my husband's always saying like, how do you find such interesting people to go on the podcast? And I always just think like, you're thinking about it wrong. Like everyone's interesting, you know? Like, Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. artists are typically a, a bit more observant or you can count on artists generally to be fairly observant. You can mm -hmm. often count on artists to be uh, like vulnerable um, mm -hmm. in a way that is, you know, not maybe the general public doesn't always do that. Um, yep. But I, but I do think the general public is interesting as well. It sounds like you do too. Yeah, absolutely. I sure do. But I agree that, yeah, the, maybe the average, you know, the non-artist maybe is less apt to come on here and be like, I freaked out when I was 11 and walked away from my, my, my mom's car. Um, like I, I, I'm happy to step that stuff out. I'm happy to yeah. expose that. Oh, well, I'm actually, I'm curious about this phrase, like is stepping out, do you stepping out, like fleshing out, like you have an idea and yeah. you're like, okay, okay. You're just, you're, yeah, I think you're it, making it I think steps. it probably, yeah. I think it probably came from, from writing, from screenwriting. Yeah. Like, like you have to kind of parse it out. Yeah. yeah it's you're using mm -hmm. it kind of like that. Okay. I see. Yeah. yeah cool. Communicating but with it, yeah writing partners and being like, how are, you know, whatever short. I want, I'm wondering if there's means. kind of like a, like a, a double entendre there with like, you know, stepping out being like exposed, you know, like, like, yeah, I don't know. I was wondering if there's like something, something in there. It's a, well, it's, it's certainly, I use it clearly, clearly. I, you know, I think cause my buddy and I are starting to outline something and I, so I'm just using terminology a lot, but uh, I, it's malleable. I use it in a lot of different contexts in a lot of different ways. So I, malleable, I think, that's a common theme for you too. It sounds like, yeah. Malleability. Well, I mean, and even like the sky, like the 20 skies, like that's also like, you know, there's something malleable there too of like, you know, this, uh, this telephone pole is like the constant and then like the sky's changing or yeah. like there's something, yeah. there's something like, yeah. or like, I mean, I was wondering, I was looking at like, you know, the TV series, the moon series, like, is there like a theme in there? Like, is there like a, is there, is there something like, what is it? Um, well, I've heard from other people because I, I didn't, I don't, I wasn't thinking about it so clear. I was just feeling these things. In fact, and I'll answer your question in a moment. But the the twenties guys piece, the one that kind of blew up, I, I was not think. I was barely thinking about. It. I was, I was just walking down the street and it was like, oh, telephone pole, cool. And I knew immediately. I was like, oh, I'll just put a bunch of different skies in there because I have a backlog of just skies that I've shot. And I was like, oh, it'll be fun. And then I just kind of popped it together relatively quickly. And that was the image. There are other images prior to that that I spent like a lot of time on and, wow. you know, 
belabored. And I, I, I also like the purity of how that image just came out and came to be. And I didn't think about it too hard. And well, that's the one like, that caught. You, you were only able to do that because you had all those skies already though. Like mm -hmm. it's, there's something very like, I, I've been thinking about this principle a lot lately and, and talking about it with everyone I know of like, you don't know what you're in the middle of. Like, you know, we have these little projects, but sometimes there's a bigger project that we don't even know what it is. We just, you know, you're collecting skies and then like, mm -hmm. and then waiting for that moment, you know, seeing that telephone pole and being like, oh, and not even like, this is what I use the skies for. Like, I'm sure you weren't, I'm sure no. you weren't collecting all those other skies thinking they're going to come in one place. No, most of the skies are from me trying to become a better photographer. Sure, sure. I'm just like shooting the sky and just shooting all over the place and shooting wherever, you know, for a few years. But I wonder then, if that's part of why it's so powerful to people because there is that kind of, you know, nobody would maybe know that, but there's something compelling maybe about the cumulative attention. I don't know. There's, there's, I wonder if that's why it's compelling to people or maybe it's just, yeah. you know, beautiful. It's just people. Colorful. I like that. It, I like that there's a, a, a broad spectrum of thought and, you know, some people just look at it and go, oh, beautiful, lots of color. That's nice. I've heard from people that it, it makes them, it, it, there's like a nostalgia yeah. makes you element think about time. to it. Yeah. Makes them think about time. And you created um, it over time. So it's like, there's like a truth there. Yeah. Cool. There was a there was a tweet that went viral at the same time. So I posted the image on Reddit in the middle of the night, not really oh, thinking gosh. about it. And I woke up and I was like, something's happening. But there was also a tweet that someone, I don't know who, tweeted out and actually misunderstood or mis misrepresented the image and said that it was all from the same location at the same yeah. time or the, yeah. or the uh, different times at the same location. Times. Yeah, yeah. And that isn't how I made the image. That, that is called, that's called a time slice, um, which... A lot of photographers or versions of that out there. Usually, it's just a horizon shot over the course of however many hours, and then a photographer will kind of splice all those different yeah. hours together. Cool. Um, and so there are a lot. There are a lot of people out there who think that that image was, you know, technically put together that way. So they like that about the image. Of course, that's not how it was done. But then Very people appreciate just like the the Photoshop of it and the editing. And but it's the nostalgia that people comment often on a number of my pieces that I connect to uh, and connect. With, I connect with the most because that's what I'm feeling most. Um, so all those old TVs and the moon, all of that just clearly is connected to my childhood. Um, watching movies, liking the glow of a television or the, 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 the mystical quality of the glow of the moon, anything that lights up. Um, and there's a glow, there's a power to the 20 skies image. There's just a lot of glowing light. Um, so glow that's a visual thing. Yeah, I love everything. it. Um, did you um, watch, did you yeah. see Skinamarink? Speaking no, of I haven't. TVs. I know it. But that's the, um, uh, uh, on Apple. I, I saw it in the, the, I went to see it in like a, artsy theater um oh, no i'm but, conflating uh, with something something else what, what well, is what it's is just that? like it's a horror it's like an artsy horror film it just came out earlier oh, this right. year yes and it's That's all right. it's nearly all lit with just an old tv that's why i was thinking of it oh, okay i'll be right back i gotta go watch that yeah i'm gonna go <laughs> yeah. check that out right now no please do uh, and then send me that. send me an email because i have been talking about like it i don't know it it made it made a real impression on me <laughs> i will i'm gonna check that out that, oh, great 
Yeah. I, I had no, I had no, I, I think I not, saw maybe an image from it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's creepy. It's pretty creepy. Fantastic. Like the, Great. I, cause it's, it's artsy and abstract without giving anything away. Um, the thing that I've been telling people about it is like sitting in the theater um, there's this one moment and then this is, it won't give anything away, but there's a moment where like the camera just pans to like a child's toy, like just pans to a toy. And great. someone in the audience was like, Jesus, you know, like, oh, just, like loud. Great. So that's like, that's, you know, it's a ten- that's it's fun. tension. There's a tension. Yeah. I love that. That's great. That's great. Anything, well, anything that's kind of, think of it. lo-fi mm-hmm. impactful like that. Yeah. Just a pan to a toy and you yeah. get a response. That's yeah. great. It sounds That's like it's fantastic. up your sounds like it's up your alley. So as we're great. as we're kind of closing up, like I kind of just want to ask you, like, are there any other like art or identity themes that you are soapboxing about lately? Like any anything you want to talk about? Anything that has just been on your mind? Well, the, the, I mean, I don't want to deep dive into. But I mean, the thing that's been on my mind lately is just the writer strike. The writer strike, the, yeah. The, the writer strike has been unpleasant and like looming. Screen Actors Guild strike. Um, that's been distressing. Uh, I, I'm personally in an, an okay position. Um, I wasn't staffed on a show that got shut down, and you know, so I I was, you know, and I now I'm using this time to to, to write. And but there's a lot of people uh, not in that position. A lot of people uh, suffering, and that's been that's that's just all over town and all of my. Do you Every, have like I know is just being... an opinion or like anything you want to kind of say about it? Contextualize not, it not, for yourself. I, 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 to to say step out again, I don't I don't necessarily want to step it out here, but I I just uh, it's as simple as just pay pay your writers. That's, yes, that's, that's it. It's just well, I, I feel like I'm always talking about this stuff with my students too, because I mean the music industry is holy fucked. Like I mean oh, music yeah. music has just been free now for like a decade over a decade like music's just free um and it it is it's tricky it's tricky to teach young people and our myself to you know honor and respect like the art that we feel compelled to make and the art that others make when society like is not valuing it with dollars and we we simply just have to live you know yeah yeah it's yeah yeah, it's a, it's yeah, so it's a little that 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 element uh, that's on my mind. That's a little bleak, but separate from that, um, I, I like we talked about earlier. I've been thinking about that. Not only is everything art, but everybody has something to express and has something more. inside of them. Tell me more. What does and, it mean? How how do you feel like a some kind of a mission about it? Like, what is it to you? I don't. I don't feel a mission about it. Um, I I only want to express, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy to encourage, talk to anybody, encourage, hey, why don't you start, pick up up a camera, start shooting, maybe you'll have fun. That might be neat or find an outlet. I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, but but beyond that, I just like, I, I hope that an image that I put out there inspires someone there've been people who messaged me saying you've inspired me to make, to try to make this kind of image. Um, like 20 guys, there's a lot of people who out there who have, um, recreated cool. their, their, they made their own version of that image. That's awesome. so they've shot telephone poles. 
in their neighborhoods and their cities and done the same thing with all their skies. Um, That lights me up. I think that's so cool. And some of those people hadn't really been interested in art prior to that. And I don't know if they've continued, but they made a thing. And I think that's so amazing. Um, So I only want to, yeah. Do you feel like, well, I I mean, why don't you finish that thought? I just want to keep making stuff because who who knows who's going to see it when. Yeah. And it might hit them right at the right time and they'll feel good and energized. And, yeah. and that's kind of a mission. I, that's a little bit of a yeah, mission. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I just feel like that's, that's what I have to contribute and to offer. Yeah. Um, and if, and if, you know, I meet people and I can do anything to, uh, uh, you know, not pretentiously, but if, if I can just unlock, help unlock in them just a desire to want to make art or see or recognize that what they do and already are expressing is an art. Yes. Um, again, like with my, with my brother, I think he's, he's, again, he's finding um, in his very little off time, he's working all the time, but, uh, or with his family, but he's writing. And I think that's so cool, but he's always been artistic to me. Yeah. yeah. He's always yeah. been expressing himself. Uh, I think that's huge. I think that's where I'm at with it. Like, I want to understand the minutia of this language, like the minutia mm-hmm. of the language of art and artistry and in, you know, in intuition and try to facilitate awareness. Like, I mean, that sounds very kind of lofty, but like, that's, I, I think that's like really how I think about it. Like, yeah. uh, that's how I was thinking about it at physical therapy, you know, like with each person, like trying to like, how can I kind of how can I demonstrate to this person that I'm really trying to see them like in these little ways. And, you know, I think when people feel seen, like it, it, first of all, I think it takes creativity to see people. That's like, that's what my most recent album is about. It's like a, it's like a manifesto. It's a philosophy of like, here's a template for how to like get there with someone. Um, And you can apply it in any sort of way, but um, but yeah, really trying to think like, can, can I look for like the kind of magic in each person? Can I try to find it? Can I try to say to that person, Hey, I see this thing in you. Can I try to say like, I see you. Can I say to a third person in the room? Like, do you, do you see how this person is doing this? Can we appreciate that together? It almost just feels like a little, it's like, it's its own medium. And I, I'm, I feel yeah. like it's a, sp- a string that I'm only just beginning to pull on, but I'm curious to see what it will look like when I've been pulling on that string for 10 years. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just helping people at least, you know, generate um, empathy and, yeah. and, what else is there? and just perspective and, and, and art is a, a common denominator. I mean, it, it's, you know, on whatever perspective somebody holds, we have art to kind of anchor things. Um, and it's a great, it's just a great, it's a great way. I, I you know, look, I connect, better with people who do vibrantly express themselves with art. Um, so I want to try to find that in, in anybody. And so from my experience, yeah, art will help us communicate. What are you like, what are you looking like as, as you're kind of, you know, I know I'm feeling a certain way about like being 35, like I'm thinking a certain way about, Hey, this is kind of the beginning of middle age. And I'm, I'm able to kind of look back and kind of go like, okay, there's some stuff that I've learned that I think I'm not done learning, but like, I, I think I've, I think I've got some lessons and also looking ahead and going, 
I know there's a ton of shit I don't know. Um, yeah. Like, are you thinking about kind of, are you orienting yourself in, in your life in any way that you're kind of like, what are you kind of, what are you looking at in the future? Well, I think that's, I think that's probably the healthiest place to be. It's like, okay, yeah, I've learned a little bit, but it, you know, uh, not being sophomoric about anything. Like, I don't think I know, I don't know anything. <laughs> and yeah. I only know up to, up to 36, um, I am, am open to that. I'll continue to change and, uh, uh, that I really don't, I, I feel like a kid still. And I think yeah. I always will, um, which I like about myself, but I, I, what, whatever it means to, to be an adult, feel like an adult, I don't think I'll attain that. Same. So I'm not, I'm not really necessarily trying, I'm trying to be responsible and I'm trying to be there for people that need me to be a person, mm -hmm. but, um, I don't, my, my mind will never get to where I think I see other people are, yeah, sure. uh, but I don't, oh, I don't yeah. see that happening. Do um, you feel like you're like looking into, you know, the next decade or the next 20 years with like a, any questions in mind or like, I don't know, like, is there, is there something you feel like you're like working on? I, I only, I mean, I only project as far as like the next, uh, project i get obsessed with and my mind gets wrapped around um again this passion project of of, of mine and my friends like i, I You're it present. must be it must, yeah. be it must be or i can't i can't settle it just must yeah. be real it must happen um yeah. and i've I felt that it. all always growing up like whatever short film or even just images pictures that i want to make like I, it must exist the composer so I, I totally get it and that and this too. one this one is, a, it's a big undertaking. So I need, you know, we can't do it on our own. And that, that's where all of my, a lot of my, my attention is. And, you know, uh, my vision boarding is all in that. And, but it's also certainly with, you know, just how to be a good partner and uh, how to be a good uncle and sibling and, and just watching and happy watching my nephew, uh, my, my nephews, Justin and Jack grow up and become, human beings. And Amazing. so I'm, I'm, that's, that's what I'm pouring myself into. And I hope that a lot of what I'm feeling and thinking about on the surface comes out in the films I want to make and the stories I want to tell. That's beautiful. And I'll find out what those things are as yes. I go along, but I need to, Pardon. that's how it, I, I know it's coming out of me is just sort of, it, it, it's spilling. I'm not a hundred percent aware you got to uh, process on the back end, just like after the game right. night. Yep. I hear yes. you. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. You got to, you exactly. got to, as soon as you get in the car, let's talk about everything. What happened? Yeah. Did you notice uh -huh. this? What did you think about this? Exactly. I, this could, this could have meant this or this. I can think of like six different scenarios that would cause a person to say that. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. I'm so, it's so the, there with you. It's the best. It's, it's the best. I'll talk about, I'll talk about that forever. Oh man. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, so there. Well, yeah. okay. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about, I ask everybody two kind of closer questions, but is there anything yeah. we've missed? I don't think so. This has been amazing. This has been yeah. wonderful. This is great. Anytime, anytime you want to come back on too, let me know. Like if you've got new thoughts, I've been, I've been just recently starting to like re-interview some people and oh, cool. like the, I've only done two of those right so far, but they've been some of my favorite conversations that I've ever had. Like, oh, that's so you know, nice. So if you feel like you, you know, well, count, like, I'm ready. okay, great. You just tell me when. Let me, let me, how about, how about if I, if I make this thing, <laughs> yes. uh, 
then I'm then I'm I'm, I'm coming back and we can not talk okay. about that necessarily, but but you know I'll have whatever's next. You'll have something new. some new thing for yeah. sure. You will. I I have no doubt. Okay, I ask everybody at the end on this day, what's your dream collaboration? You can fill you can fill a whole team. You can just you can say who you'd want to cast in your project. It can mm. be something else, like whatever you want. Uh, the oh man, dream dream would be uh, there's a composer called Thomas Newman. Cool. I don't know him. He I'll he composed the music to Shawshank Redemption, okay. American Beauty, wow. uh, 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 tons of them, Road to Perdition, Scent of a Woman, lots yeah. of spectacular films. And and his work uh, has certainly in my my middle school, high school, college age years were the most impactful. And uh, right. uh, yeah, that would be that would be the, the dream. That's I the empyrean of professionalism to me. That's, that'd be the best. Amazing. I hope it happens. And then tell everybody where to find your work. Um, my Instagram is uh, my name, Alex Heiner, H-Y-N-E-R. Um, I, I My website, alexheinerart.com. I have, I have like prints and stuff on there. Yeah. Um, and I, that, you know, my Twitter, I think, right? Uh, uh, Alex Heiner Art is cool. my, my handle. Uh, but yeah, that's where my stuff is. That's, that's where my work is. And I really love when artists, other artists reach out and share either their own work or versions of, you know, again, people making, uh, inspired by some images I've made, they make their own versions. I love seeing that. I think oh, that's just the coolest. Amazing. I just love it. Yeah, or if anyone has questions about it, do things. I love answering them. I, 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 that makes me really happy, so. Well, Alex, thank you so much for talking with me. This has been such a little joy. Thanks for having me. This has been spectacular. My first, my first, my first podcast, and always will be. And I, and it was a great experience. This, uh, is, this is awesome. Thank, I love it. Thank you so much. Well, I will be uh, reaching out for a, a, a bio and a photo in several months. Okay, and, it, and we'll yeah. get it on. The, we'll get it on the air. That sounds great. This is this is awesome, and I and I'll be back. Yes, you'll be I'm back. Yeah, well, thank you great. so much. I, I um, email me if you think of anything else that you want to, you know, just say, or if you watch Skinamarink. And otherwise, I will. I'll reach out in several months. Terrific. Thanks, Bye. Alex. Have a beautiful thank day. Thank you. Bye. You too. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from My Album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, you can reach me through my website, emilymerrellmusic.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-E-R-R-E-L-L music.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.